With a bad foot pumped up Because statistics are the best Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, the mug, your co-host, the logical one. The Pope is with us as well. And of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor. But instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2021 AFL and NRL season. And it's a big welcome back to the program, to the logical one. Thanks, Mug. It's uh, the the COVID roller coaster rolls on. At the time of recording, we have only got one AFL game on site, so we we haven't got a lot of content tonight. And and I would have even liked to focus a little bit on some of the futures, but there's a lot of lot of other things up in the air with COVID in terms of like this time of year, you can probably normally map out the next two games and do some multi prices and work out whether your top eights and your minor premierships and the like are are in line, but we can't even do that because we don't know where the games are going to be, uh, whether they're going to go ahead and how that's going to work. But one thing we do know is they may need that, that week off up their sleeve for the, uh, um, after the last round because they might not get it all done in the next couple of weeks. But they're doing a, their best work at the moment and we'll just wait and see later in week to see what these games look like. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, it's it's all up in the air, and I think the same thing's happening uh, in the NRL. And it, it, at about this time, we better say hello and welcome to the program to the Pope. Yeah, thank you very much, Mug. It is taking on similar vein to AFL. The start of the week negotiations to see where games is played is starting to become a weekly event. But to get back on the football, I will, as bizarre as it can say, for a team that's won seventeen in a row, I think the gap might be closing. It's not quite the one horse race that. It might seem at the moment there's a few signs there that at least second and third in the competition ladder are bridging that gap a little bit on the storm. So we might have a bit more of an even competition than what we thought, thought three weeks ago. So that's, and, why, uh, that's why they're only 24-point favourites this week, Pope. The, the gap's, <laughs> gap's bridging. It would have been 30 otherwise. Against my favourite milk too, logical one. Just really to round that home. But Manly were very good last week against them and probably... Even though they lost, they probably cracked a little bit of a code that I think others will expose. And I've been potting south for a few weeks on the podcast, but they showed some signs. They played with a lot of control in their win against Parramatta. So I do think the Souths and Penrith getting cleary back that that gap is bridging a little bit on on the Storm, who are probably displaying a few signs that um, whether it's just complacency for a better term, that there's a few cracks there that they might iron out. But at the moment, I think. Um, Penrith and South, it's a genuine three-horse race at the moment. Well, I must yeah. say, there's one team you've read better than any this year. It is the Storm. I think you you pretty much just have to be with them every every round except one or two, but you, which you have been, and you've been against them those one or two when they haven't gone so well. So, so I'll take your word for it there, Pope. And um, we've only got about two rounds to go in the AFL, logical, but there's still plenty of rounds to go in the NRL. And I see... The bookies have got the Melbourne Storm in super, super tight on that minor, Pope. Is there, any, like, mathematically, can the other teams get them? Jeez, you, you are, you've read my mind last few weeks, Mark. It's, this is a very good angle, and the price has probably drifted. But the one thing with that minor premiership price earlier in the week is there's going to be no home ground advantage this year. So there's very little incentive to win the minor premiership, per se. That at, Earlier in the week, there was about a dollar two, dollar three. So there mm. was that the alternate price there on the 20 to one, the 25 to one that was out there, that there is some real attraction to that at the moment. And that's purely around storm resting players that 
there's probably minimal incentive to play guys of 50-50 to get a home ground because you won't. You won't get home ground advantage this year. You're going to be playing in Queensland. So the fact they have to lose two out of the last four seems unlikely for a team that's won, sorry, that's lost two games all year. But is there ever going to be a year where they're going to be more conservative with player player availability in late rounds? It's going to be this year. So I think there is some attractiveness to sort of having a bit of a punt, so to speak, pardon the pun, on South or Penrith in on that minor premiership price. Yeah, interesting and uh, and logical. We flip over to the AFL uh, minor, and uh, I wanted to ask you about this one because Melbourne have jumped to the top of that. It almost seems that no one wanted to finish first on the weekend. Melbourne have jumped to the top of that table, and um, and I see that they're sitting favourite, but I, I'm not sure I agree with that. I would have thought that the doggies should be favourite. What's your read on that? Again, it's it's a tough one because we don't know where they're going to play, like. If the dogs play uh, Port in Melbourne and mm. Melbourne play down at Geelong, yeah. you'd think that's they're they're, unlock, they're less likely to win that game. But the thing is, they they have the uh, the upper hand at the moment in terms of they sit on top of the ladder, so they have to they have to just win their next two matches and they win the minor. So it, as I said, you probably this is one where if we we had all the games on site, we'd probably be looking at, you could do the multi, you could sort of multi up Melbourne to win the next two games. Um, and then and then you have the, you know, plus the fact, the chance that doggies lose one. And then you and then you essentially have your, multi, your, your minor premiership price. Mm. But we don't have the, really the ability to do that with so many uncertainties at the moment. Yeah, okay. I just would have thought that um, doggies and Geelong will no doubt start favourites in both, whereas Melbourne won't. So therefore... Doggies should be favourite. I would. That was my thinking, but um, but yeah, you might be right. There's, uh, there's still uncertainty around those grounds, which might be playing into that. Yeah, and if and if the dogs were, um, uh, sorry, Melbourne have got a quite a soft game this week against Adelaide. So say that they go off a dollar ten on that game, and then they've then what price they're going to be against Geelong? Maybe two dollars thirty. You multiply that dollar ten by the two thirty. And that's Melbourne's price. They win the minor without any other factors. But then that reduces because there's a chance that dogs lose one of their games. You take that off the price and that's where you get that the price yeah. for them, probably okay. their favourites. Yeah. Fair enough. And, uh, and logical, didn't we have the, uh, the weekend of upsets uh, in the AFL? GWS, Gold Coast, St Kilda, Hawks, Essendon, Adelaide and West Coast both cover. And uh, the only... Um, the only clearings uh, for the weekend were the Tigers and the Lions. Yeah, and the the covers there. Well, the Kangas looked like they were going to cover. They had oh, full control, turnaround, full, full control of that match, and they they just let that that scoreworm again, that momentum scoreworm. They just they absolutely got smashed in the second half. I like to but, think our consensus bets don't get beat very often. Logical, but that was uh, that was one unfortunately that went under. It certainly was. It wasn't great. Great watching, was it? It was uh, it was terrible watching, <laughs> and uh, and Pope over in the uh, in the big one, mate. It was a low scoring uh, sort of really dour affair, um, Manly and Turbo versus the Storm, um, but uh, but definitely on the seat of uh, on the edge of your seat sort of stuff. Um, trying to watch to see if Melbourne could cover that. Well, depended where I think you put out ten and a half, but where, depending where you're shopping, there was a bit of nine and a half. So uh, trying to watch them cl- uh, clear that line was uh, exciting watching. Yeah, I, I jumped the gun for mailbag subscribers maybe at the 10.5. It got into 9.5 in that last hour. So 
That's um, probably a bit of a bad beat there for Marlbacks and Crows. But Melbourne, sorry, Manly were really impressive. They, I, as the week went on from the time we recorded last week, I really liked the storm as it went on. I probably thought if they could tell Turbo that they could win that game comfortably and they did could tell Turbo, but Manly was still highly, highly impressive and probably frank their premiership credentials as in that conversation for the four teams who can win this year's competition. So they've probably got upside coming out of that because Turbo had probably his worst night of the year and they were right in that game for 65, 70 minutes. So really good game. Best game of club football I've seen in probably about three months. So um, lived up to the billing mug. Nah, very, very good. And fellas, did we see any bad beats across the weekend? I'll kick off here. The, in that game, Mug, I've seen a punter that had a 1,001 same-game multi with first try scorers at a big price, any times, extra number of points, time of tries. The last league you needed was Storm to cover at 10.5. And of one by, one by 10, and there was enough opportunity late to, to get that cover. They were sort of attacking the manly line and couldn't get over. So that's the main one for the week. And how many, so, so how many legs in that Pope? Do you remember? Eight, I believe. And Eight legs, a thousand to one. Jesus. It wasn't your traditional rugby league same game where it's all any time. He diversified the portfolio, so to speak, and just needed... <laughs> oh, yeah, can't needed, lose. Needed them, <laughs> needed them to cover. And Melbourne not covering that for many reasons. That's a bad beat, Mug. Oh, that is... Uh, that's that's nasty stuff. When you consider the, the volume of covers this year from the storm, uh, to, to miss that one uh, is definitely a bad beat. Logical. What did you see, old mate? Well, I didn't see it. I saw the results because it was going on so late, just in, in the, the vein of one of your, the bane of your existence is those 8, 10 stars. Oh. Add, some, add some lightning stoppage to that and, and you're, um, you're not getting to bed very early. And, and Melbourne were absolutely pantsing West Coast and then you get a lightning storm that goes on for half an hour and they put the queue in the rack, they lose momentum and it's all garbage goals and, and somehow Melbourne don't cover that minus. That is absolutely painful for those minus backers there. Yeah, very, uh, very, very bad one. And, and Melbourne do it again. We've, we see them week in, week out, just take that foot off the pedal in the second half and they'd quarter on the weekend. And look, I reckon you could probably count yourself a little bit stiff, depending on what line you backed in that over as well. That game, I, I think, probably should have gone over. There was plenty of scoring opportunities for both teams throughout that game. And I don't know, expected scoring, I haven't seen that yet, but uh, I'd imagine expected scoring would have that line uh, well and truly covered, even though it was wet. Um, and the other one uh, for the mailbag subscribers, and I'm sure they were writing this one with me, um, was, uh, was the Shannon Hearn uh, injury. He had, I think he had eight disposals in the first 10 minutes of the game, and we only needed him for 22 and a half, uh, and uh, he was going to sail over that <laughs> incredibly easy. And, um, yeah, he did, did a hammy. And, and, um, and props to Sportsbet too. Paid out the punters, um, gave a bit back, and uh, and they, I think they did that a couple of times over the weekend. And you know, I, I know, uh, you know, you fellas have had some association and do have some association with them. But we, you know, for the sake of this program, aren't affiliated with any um, uh, bookie. But uh, but just wanted to pay a bit of you know bit of kudos to Sportsbet there, uh, giving a bit back to the punters. I, I thought that was uh, you know I thought that was that was great that they did that. They also they also did that on a few NRL ones too over the weekend mug for not quite the profiles of Hearn and Dangerfield, but it was consistent across 
across both codes over the weekend from sports. Yeah, it's good to see, you know, like I, I don't expect uh, anything, any favours myself with that sort of stuff. And I'd, I'd back turn quite, I'd had a good go on Hearn um, over at Toppy, um, you know, and you, you don't get anything. And I, I don't expect anything, by the way, you know, you, you lose a bet, you lose a bet, whatever way it comes. But, um, but you know, I think sometimes when an injury like that happens, it's it's nice to see uh, the uh, the punters get one back the other way. All right, logical. Well, normally I say, are you ready to do some games? But uh, in this case, I'm going to say, are you ready to do a game? How exciting. (laughs) So, mate, we're only rolling with the one game. And, um, you know, part of the reason we extended the... um, the time of the podcast was today so we could have something to talk about but uh we've only got the one and it's um it's the derby it's uh sunday what do we got sunday afternoon wa time i guess um frio hosting the west coast in this one frio 287 west coast a dollar 42 and we're sitting at depending where you shop around 14 uh 16 around that sort of mark um what are you seeing here yeah, your favourites, the, you like to call them the weak coast eagles. <laughs> well, they were a bit stronger on, on, uh, on, on the other night, weren't they, Monday night? Yeah, they were going a little bit better. Frio, just, they're just limping through the season. They're getting yeah. more and more injuries. They've lost Brayshaw again to mm. this game. That with Fife and Walters. And I think that's sort of almost the, the straw that's going to break the camel's back. Yep. West Coast smashed them in this game earlier on the season as well, round seven. They did. Gave them a good touch-up. I'm not rushing into back West Coast because you know how they've been going pretty ordinary, but they'll get Shuey back as well. Uh, and and I think Duggan, they might, they'll lose Hearn. Um, probably a positive on the, the team front. And I couldn't be on anything but the minus. Yeah, it's... Um... I, I question the motivation from, from both these lots, to be honest, like, Frio have sort of put guys out to pasture for the season. Um, West Coast, oh, Hearn is now, Hearn won't play, I don't think. I, I don't think you can come back from a from a hammy when you go off in the first quarter. And a um, bit of doubt on Kennedy as well. And if he's sore and they rest him, I think West Coast are really showing their hand for the season. Like if this was probably any, you know, a big, big game, he'd probably play. If West Coast don't play Kennedy, I think they're sort of sending a bit of a message to say, we're, we're just about done. So it's probably not a game I really wanted to be betting into. I noticed the models um, were really actually close together here, Logical. So if you like the West Coast, it's probably a good thing just to, to hold tight a little bit. If, uh, if when Hearn gets announced, when uh, if Kennedy doesn't come up and you still think that that's a bet, then you, you're probably a good thing to, to hold on a little bit. And I think you'll see a bit, a, a, that line just come down a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of betting interest in this game myself, to be honest. Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think this market might get closer together, but I don't want to be on Frio. So yep. um, I'll, be, I'll be passing for the moment. Yeah, nice. Um, all right, mate. Well, uh, we don't have too much else to talk about with uh, with no other markets. So we uh, we might jump over and, and yeah, we just the, the one thing I was going to touch on. We you did spoke about the minor, the Premiership. I don't really want to get into too much at the moment until we till we know more around venues as well and finals finals locations. The rising star, unfortunately, we've been we've been on Tom oh. Green during during the week during the year, but he's, he's had an injury late, which is not going to help him. I think it's going to be hard for him. I think that recency bias of the judges is going to potentially get Jackson home unless he has 
couple of shockers in the last two weeks, but um, he might have his work cut out there, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Well, our man was an odds-on favourite. Does his hammy. Luke Jackson has one good game and he's into a dollar forty. Yeah. So, you know, and uh, I think Barrett declared him as the winner uh, on uh, AFL Media today, said this this guy's won it. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we might uh, – I think we're going to miss out on that one, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but never mind. That's the way it goes. Um all right, mate. Well, let's uh, let's jump over and talk some NRL with the with the Pope. And logical, I know you're you've got to. Do you need to jump off, or are you going to uh, you going to stick with us and fumble our way through some NRL? I'm going to hand it over to you, boys. <laughs> All right, mate. Thank you very much. All right, Pope. Let's uh, talk some NRL. Um, so, uh, so, mate. Um, as we spoke a bit about before the big game last week, Manly uh, Storm, but uh, we've got a full set to talk about this week. Let's jump into your first. Uh, you want to talk some uh, Brisbane uh, versus the Roosters and uh, the Modler, I know, is quite keen on Brisbane here and and, uh, and just keep going back to the Modler. The Modler was quite keen. Roosters, uh, Warriors and Manly last week. So he's running pretty hot, the uh, the Modler. Broncos here, Pope, um, uh, 460 twenty the Roosters, and we've got a 14-and-a-half line here, mate. What are you seeing? Yeah, to, just to start the model, that, that's three underdogs last week. He tipped, tipped up two, Mug, which is pretty impressive in 2021 to find those in NRL. So um, kudos to him. He's having a really good year. In this game, as you say, the model is really keen on, on Brisbane. I've got some trepidation around that, but I can certainly understand his angle. For context for our listeners, the Roosters, from the start of this year, their best 17. They've probably only got six guys available from that best 17 now. They've, they've been ravaged with injuries, which would tie into what the modeler sees with his player-driven pricing. But Broncos just don't have much to play for, Mug. They're not going to make finals. They're going to avoid the wooden spoon. They're going to be playing at home in front of a crowd, which is an upside. But it's a stay away for me just with the lack of motivation they have at this time of year. I'd probably lean that way if I if I had a choice, but it's probably going to steer clear. And if I was to get involved in this game, it's probably around the totals in this one. If Roosters is a warm price favourite, but sort of injury ravaged, I think it ties into a, an unders game for me. Up there would be my angle. I just, I worry about Broncos' motivation to be confident on the plus there. Yeah, okay. All right. Makes a lot of sense, Pope. We see that in the uh, AFL, obviously, this time of year as well. Sides, you know, you, what are they actually playing for? And, um, you know, a lot of them these days, I know in the NRL, a lot of players are going to different clubs and the last thing they want to be doing is starting at their new club with an injury. So um, I'd imagine that that probably plays in uh, a little bit um, as well. Um, mate, next game, uh, we're going to flip over to um, St. George Illawarra are playing the Panthers and uh, St. George here are a big price, $7.50, $1.09 the Panthers and that line out to 19 and a half. Bit of conjecture here around whether Cleary does play or doesn't play. He's on the bench again. Pope, what do you know about this one? Yeah, it's, it's all going to hinge on Nathan again. That When he got ruled out last week, that we saw that line against the Roosters go from nine and a half early in the week and jumped at three and a half. So that, that's the power of clear at the moment. It's probably going to do something similar here. And, and also... you think that's right, Pope? Do you, you think that Cleary, six points, you think that's on it or is, is it not enough? Should it be more? Yeah, that nine and a half was probably hedging its bets, so to speak, last week. That would have gone the other way if Nathan had played. So if you talk that where that jumps, it, it's probably about right. Like we're talking double figures for Cleary. 
the way he's been this year and also the way Penrith have been without him have shown the importance of clearing that team. So I think that is about right, yeah. Okay, no, and, uh, and what are we seeing in this one? We've got 19 and a half in this one. Yeah, it looks big to me at the moment. Again, you're talking about a team had their issues off-field week. Yeah, buy beware, tipping, betting into the plus here. But they're also missing Appy Coruscant, their feeder of the nut. Got suspended last night. If Nathan's missing, you can only be on the plus here at 19.5. But again, the, the bigger angle for me here is the unders in this game. I think it's, it's a great bet at around 50 is the quote on this. And without Cleary, like, so you're, you're taking on a bit of faith at that price with the 50 without him. But since he's been out, they're, they're averaging 18 points a game scoring parents. So they've struggled to score and they're the best defensive team in the comp. So under 50 is the bet here for me. I think, I think that's real value here in this game. Makes a lot of sense, Pope. And St. George have been struggling to put up much over 10 points themselves um, against the, the other mob they've been playing. And, and like you say, Penrith are uh, very strong in defence. So uh, that makes a lot of sense. Interestingly enough, the modeler favours St. George here as well, Pope. So you guys are singing from this, the same hymn sheet there. All right, next game, Pope. We've got uh, North Queensland Cowboys and they're taking on uh, the famous uh, documentary-inspired Wests. And uh, and we've got North Queensland here, 235, and we've got West the other way, $1.60. That line sitting at four and a half. Big is it Jason Tamalua, I saw, is, uh, is out, Pope. So talk to us about this one and what impact that has. Yeah, two Wild West Tales of Tiger Town. If you've got young children around, mugging, you're watching episode two, maybe just put earmuffs on. It's the first three minutes is profanity laden. So just bear that in mind if you decide to watch the documentary. But in this game, it's actually got some relation here. The infamous Tommy Rodonica's game was against North Queensland Cowboys where do it for Tommy and they jumped around 11 and a half point favourites in that game west and got done by Cowboys. So, And they're playing each other again this week. While it's not 11 and a half, the same Logic applies. West are bad favourites and probably should very rarely be favourites. I can only be on the Cowboys here. And they're playing at home. I'm not sure if it's in front of a crowd or not. I haven't kept up to date with North Queensland COVID status, but they're playing at home in any event and we'd be betting margins here too. They, If they get on, get on a roll at home in front of their home venue at least or at their home venue, I can see them winning comfortably in this one, even without Jason Tom Lolo. So Cowboys, pretty confident in that one here, Mug. Okay, all right. Well, that's good. Uh, the modeler had a slight uh, lean to the Wests there, um, but uh, but you sound uh, quite revved up about uh, about Queensland. What does what impact does uh, Tumaloa not playing have? How do they cover that, Pope? Well, the interesting thing here with without getting too caught up in the theory is he's been playing. They're trolling him in other positions this year, so he hasn't quite had the impact that he. As previously, he's been carrying injuries. They're not going well, but I, I don't think the, the way they've been playing him is a massive loss out of the team mug. So I think they can compensate him more than you'd usually talk about for Tom Lolo. So I don't think it's a big deterrent here. Um, the market's moved about three or four points on the on the back of him out, and I think that only adds value to the Cowboys price for for this um, barefoot listeners and mailbag subscribers later in the week. Excellent, Pope. Well, uh, fantastic, mate. There's one for the listeners. 
next game. And uh, on paper, Pope, this uh, this looks enticing. You might tell me otherwise. We've got Manly taking on uh, another finals wannabe in Parramatta Eels. Uh, we've got uh, Manly here, a uh, very short dollar twenty one, and Para uh, four fifty. That line sitting at fourteen and a half. Can Turbo get his hands on the ball a little bit more and really put the eels to the sword? He could. He very easily could, Mug. Not the way I'm thinking this one, though. I'd probably think one of my favourite theories is, you know, Mug is recency bias, and that's playing into this, this line a fair bit. Sea Eagles are flower of the month at the moment. That was only solidified with how they played against Melbourne, and that's reflecting this price. And Parra on the nose have had a horrendous three weeks, and... As is often the case, where off-field turmoil has been discussed in the media this week as well. So we've got opposite ends of the spectrum that ructions in the camp pretty much, that everything's not going well between um, coach and management and their their main, main player, Gutho, he's coming off contract and those negotiations aren't going well in the next year. So stories just seem to leak out when things aren't going well. But I probably think this line's gone, is too big here, Mug. If you probably use the mathematical... Logic from last week that the parallel line against South was minus 10.5 for South and now it's minus 14.5 for Manly. So it doesn't make sense there because Souths are a better team than Manly and I know there's a re-rate that occurs on the back of the results last week but it, it, it's just gone too far for me yep. that on the basis if, if they jumped 10.5 against South last week and 14.5 here, it doesn't quite add up and I think it's just too big for me here. I'll be on para. There is some trepidation that they haven't been playing that well, but at the price, the plus, and probably a bit ahead of heads attractive here. Yeah, okay. And um, the modeler's on board with you there, Pope. Uh, he's uh, he's siding with you on that one. Uh, Favours uh, Paris slightly as well. So uh, so that's uh, another good one for the listeners there. And, uh, and Pope, the last game that we wanted to speak about uh, to round us out here is Cronulla. Uh, taking on Newcastle. We've got Cronulla sitting here, $2.80, uh, the outsider. Newcastle Knights, which uh, almost seems a bit strange to be reading the Knights out as a favourite. I don't think that's happened too many times this year, Pope. Uh, $1.44, uh, Newcastle, and uh, 7.5 line. Um, what are you seeing here, Pope? Yeah, probably similar. Um, tie in a little bit what you just said there, Mug, as favourites, uh, got all their... Cattle back there, A-grade players have all come back on the paddock now. So you've got Ponga's had a few weeks back. Mitchell Pearce has had a couple of weeks. Bradman Best, their strike centres there as well. So that, that ties into this line. But these two teams are relatively similarly placed on the ladder over a large sample of 20-odd rounds. I think the seven half's too big. And we tipped up Newcastle for the eight a few weeks ago. So in some respects, light and win. But these two teams are closer together than the seven and a half heading towards eight line represents. So another one here, the like the underdog mug, I think sharks at the price are pretty attractive that the more than converted try here isn't reflective of the difference between these two teams. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're into the plus uh, on that one as well. And, uh, and just to go back over the, the modelers set too, uh, I know we spoke to it just uh, briefly as we were going through that, but um but he has a bit of a lean to uh, St. George. He really likes the Brisbane one. Um, he's got a lean to South, uh, sorry, lean to Gold Coast, a lean to West and a, and a lean to Para, as we said before as well. So, uh, so plenty uh, to put in your punting stocking. Uh, if you're into the NRL, you've got uh, 
the best advice from the modeler and of course uh, from our man the pope and you can get all of his stuff at the uh, www.mailbag.com and of course if you're into the afl uh, you can get cam stuff and you can jump on our uh, barefoot uh, props and SGMs to round out the season as well. Uh, well, Pope, that's a uh, an excellent chat there on the NRL. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to uh, discuss uh, before we sign off? I'll just leave you one thing quickly, Mug, before I go. Last week, seven of eight games went under the total points line. So give you a little bit of an angle as to how we might be thinking. And we, and we discussed a couple of games there that, it's might have reached a tipping point with some of these total points line quotes. And we've probably steered clear of backing unders with much confidence for a while now, probably since Magic Round. And now there's probably an indication that some of these are too high and we'll be backing unders a bit more often, at least this week, while the quotes are at the numbers they are as, as it stands. Fantastic. I absolutely love that, Pope. Uh, all right, mate. Well, uh, awesome chat. Uh, I might get you to do the honours, Pope. Can you sign us off? Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win.